Good morning. I found this clip weeks ago. I said, man, I'm saving it for kind of the Christmas season because Anthony talked about these. These are the information center. Actually, I think I'm going to have Bob and Michelle handing these out to you. Please take one or two or however many you need and invite people. These are great reminders. Put them in the refrigerator. Let people know what's coming up at the Christmas season here at Christ Community. And it's just a simple indication. I totally agree with that video that it's, you know, because I get all this mail. I call it junk mail. I don't know what you call it. And you just, you know, shred and you throw all this stuff away. But it's something about when somebody you know hands you something. It's like, you know what, maybe I will attend that. And I always find people are real, uh, no, no, they just, they just have a tender heart more at Christmas. They're willing to come. We have people around here, I don't like this term, but it, it works. They call it the CEOs, Christmas and Easter only people. Yeah, I, I, I want them to be regular. And the church said, yeah. But, you know, Christmas and Easter, that's a place to start, so, you know, we'll come. So our CEOs might be coming over the next few weeks. Okay. Hey, uh, today we're finishing up a series on prayer. So take your worship guide, turn to the back, and you'll find a place for notes. And uh, we're calling this today 10 Prayer Blockers. Uh, I could have probably come up with more, or you could, but we'll at least look at 10. And uh, you can avoid these prayer blockers if you get to know God better, if you get to be more intimate with Him and learn what pleases the Father, you can avoid these prayer blockers that we'll go through today. I also think when you can begin to eliminate the blockers in your life, eradicate them, then I think you have a greater prayer life. I think God answers your prayers. I think He moves with power and effectiveness, and uh, uh, prayer blockers are no longer a problem. And uh, so people that have a right relationship with Christ, they're in obedience to Him, they just seem to pray in a righteous manner, in a manner that seems to move heaven, in a manner that seems to move the heart of the Father, and then He draws near. You think about in your life, I think God hears all because He knows all. He's omniscient. But I think if you want your prayers to be effective and powerful, you need to know Him. And uh, you think about your kids. When your kids, when your kids mind you, when they're obedient, are you more inclined to draw near, or do you like that sassy attitude? Uh, how many of you love that sassiness that'll show itself during this season? Your kids will get on a sugar high. Like yesterday, I, I want to thank Melissa and Tiffany for the amazing North Pole breakfast the third year. Yeah, it was a great event. And you come in, and, and Melissa's always gracious. She goes, Pastor, would you pray for us? And, and, it's, and I'm always honored, but it's always funny. Like, I, I can't pray for all the sugar that she serves. And I was like, golly, they're going to be bouncing. She goes, well, how about you pray for the event? And it was a great event, and it had a movie, and it had crafts, and it had food. And, hey, I like the food. Man, there was donuts and sugar and cookies, and, and they had grapes and a couple of casseroles with some protein. But, man, y'all have seen the kids. They were bouncing for Jesus. It was awesome. So, here, let's go ahead and jump into this. Number one. It's, you don't have to write it in. It's called sin. <laughs> and we all know sins, missing the mark, falling short of the glory of God, uh, missing the mark that God has for your life. And uh, so I hope if we're a follower of Christ, maybe everybody is, maybe not, maybe you're considering that, that you strive to follow him. You strive to listen to his voice. You strive to be like him. And yet we know that when we have unconfessed, concealed sin, we just block that relationship. It's like that pipe. Have you ever had a pipe recently in your house, in your bathroom, in, in your kitchen, and it gets clogged, and the water just backs up and backs up? Especially for us men, when we shave over the sink, isn't that an amazing thing? We have to kind of get that thing and, and route it out. You know, like, man, this thing is not working extremely well. 
some of you are looking at me like, you don't even have any hair. <laughs> but I can grow it on my face and I can grow it on my back. But, but I can't grow it on my head. Just a, <laughs> that was too much information. Sorry about that. But, uh, but sin. <laughs> sin. Sin. Here it is. When you got sin in your life, man, you're just not going to be powerful for Christ. Uh, I want to read a passage to you here and I'll get to some others. But I want you to hear this. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, says the scripture. Who does not lift up his soul or idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Write down Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5. That's the one that gets heard by God. I love the passage over in Isaiah. I love Isaiah, but the 59th chapter, 1 through 4, he says this. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. His ear is not too dull to hear. But your iniquities, and you could substitute in there the word sin, but your sin has separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue mutters wicked things. No one calls for justice. No one pleads this case with integrity. They rely on empty arguments and speak lies. They conceive trouble and they give birth to evil. That person, nada, no connection. You're not, you're not getting through. Man, it's just that block. And we could go all through this thing about confessing sin and how Scripture says, Confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. God wants us to be whole and healed. And when we confess our sins to one another, right relationship, not just necessarily on the horizontal plane with each other, but we get right vertically with Abba. And you're saying, well, man, you're making too big of a deal of this. Well, no, in our day and age, we... We've lost the ability to be embarrassed, to have shame so many times. We sometimes will just try to uh, couch our sin and sin's crouching at the door. And God says, I want to eradicate it. I want to nullify it. I want to knock it out. I want to cleanse it in your life. I want to make you whole. I want you to look after me. But then in Psalm 66, verses 16 through 20, it'll come up on the scripture. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. If you're in your Bible, I'd underline it. He paid attention. Praise God. He did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love for me. How many want to be in the position that your prayers get answered? Huh? How many want to get your prayers answered? Yeah. You're like, well, no, I just kind of like the meaning rhetoric of ritual. And I just say my little morning prayers and my little go-to-sleep prayer. No, man, I want, I want prayers that are powerful. Here in this last week, praying for all these people, praying for April, praying for Tim, praying for my friend that uh, the Lord called him home, now praying for my brother, praying for you, praying for our church, praying for the lost, praying for the poor, praying for the needy, praying for the healing power of Jesus. And I saw the healing power of Jesus walk in this morning in two people. That's awesome, man. I believe in prayer. I believe prayer makes a difference. I was on the way to the hospital to see Rhoda and Tony the other day. Got up at 4.45 a.m., got ready, hit the road. I'm driving. I'm praising God. I'm making time. And you go up I-65, and you hit this wonderful community. And if you've been there, you know what it is. It's called Alabaster. Alabaster it is not. 
every time you hit alabaster, stop. April knows this because she drives it every day. And you just stop and you go, oh, thank you, Jesus. And you just kind of poke along. You feel like, man, I'm back in Atlanta, but I'm not going to Emory. That's why we don't, me and Don don't live in Atlanta because I don't like traffic like that. And we just kind of poked and poked. And then I looked at my clock, and I noticed five minutes had turned to 20 minutes, and 20 minutes had turned to 45 minutes. And, and one time I thought about just parking the car and getting out and walking. I could have just finished the route. And I said, there must be a wreck, and there was a horrible wreck. Somebody had hydroplaned or came across a road, slid, hit a light pole right off University Boulevard. But on the way, thank God for technology. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the hospital. And I said, I'm going to call Bethany. That's Tony's sister, one of his sisters. And Bethany answered that phone. She goes, you call at a great time. Tony needs prayer. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was over. I was getting kind of pitiful, like, God, I got up at 445. I came up here to see Tony and Rhoda. And God's like, well, yeah, I got something else for you. And then I got to pray with Tony. I thought, man, God, you're good. And you know what happened? His surgery was a little bit delayed. I still got there, got to pray with him again. And Tony received it, didn't you, Tony? And it was awesome. Then I went down and I spent the day with Rhoda after that. It was awesome. But I just believe in the power of prayer. Don't you believe in the power of prayer? That's what this whole series has been about, not just to fill up space. It was to inspire, to encourage, to motivate you to go, I want to be a person of prayer. So Psalm six, uh, 66 there, he talks about cherishing sin. And God doesn't listen. So I, I think you know, um, it, it's like that clog in the drain. But when you confess it, it's like a Drano. It, it unclogs, man. You can burst forth with power and efficiency and effectiveness for Christ. So Lord, help us to not be disobedient, but help us to follow after you. Let's look at the second one. A disregard for God's law. We just somehow, it's not that necessarily we, we, we say the Bible is bad, oh, we're not there, but we just push it aside, we, we close it. We rarely open it if we do open it, if we only open it on Sundays or only at special times. We've somehow substituted ESPN, we've substituted Hallmark movies, we've, we've substituted something else. We could even substitute something good called praise and worship, and we just worship, and, and that's good. But we've closed God's word. There's not a regard for his law like there once was or there should be. But I believe, and I teach you this all the time, that when you and I are properly saturated with the word of God, then our prayers are powerful. But only when we're filled with this word and we submit ourselves to scripture and we Make a commitment to say, Lord, I want a purpose in my heart that I would rid myself of sin and that I would fill myself more with Scripture. We begin to pray Scripture. We begin to meditate on Scripture. We begin to memorize it. We begin to talk about it. We begin to maybe listen to it on our app. I don't know if you have some of those apps on your phones or devices and you listen to Scripture or you're in the car. Some people, I, I personally, that's not my way to get God's Word. Some people go, I love to listen to the voice of whoever, some popular person, and they listen to God's word. That is awesome. So they're auditory learners, maybe, and that helps them. However you get filled with it, it doesn't matter, but that you get filled with the word. But look at the third one, selfish prayers. And even when you ask, you don't get because your motives are all what? Wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. You're narcissistic. 
you're all about yourself, about your desires, about your thoughts, about your will. And I'm not trying to pick on you. I do the same thing. Because I, I write a lot and I journal a lot. And sometimes I look at my prayers and I'm like, man, i got to get more outward focus. i got to be more focused about the kingdom of God. I got to be more focused about the world and the nations. I got to be more focused about the neighborhood, about the church, about whatever. This is too much me. Me, me, me. I, I, I. God, do this, do this for me. And God's like, no, I don't want yours to be so selfish. Because I think we've all established here over the years that we're all basic. No, we are all selfish. And, and everybody said, he is, she is. No, we all are. Some maybe not as much as others. But he says you have or you don't have because you don't ask. When you do ask, your, your motives are not very uh, intentional and focused on my kingdom. And, uh, and I know you're saying, man, you've said that before, but I just have to remind myself and you that our prayers want to be in alignment with him, and they want to be pure and clean hands and pure hearts. And we go, God, I, I don't want to have a hindrance because my, my motives are self-centered. Uh, I mean, think about it today. Just kind of do a, a, an analysis of your prayer life today when you lay down today say holy spirit do inventory on me show me what my prayers have been about today do you think the holy spirit will go you know i don't know now, i think the holy spirit man if you ask the lord he'll give it to you and he'll show you and your prayers have been very much about you've been praying for april today You've been praying for Tony and Rhoda today. You've been praying for a mission on your heart today. You've been praying for the poor today. You've been praying for those in prison today. You've been praying for the Korean church that started on our campus today. You've been praying for a lost relative far from Christ today. Amen. You could go, no, God, I've just been praying that you would bless me, bless me, bless me, so I could be a blessing to myself. And I've been saying, God, I want that new car. You need to give it to me quickly. <laughs> Have you ever noticed sometimes we, we, uh, we tell God, we don't ask him? <laughs> do, how many of you love it when your kids tell you what to do? You know, sometimes, have you ever had a kid said, hey, daddy, mommy, you can do this. Excuse me? I can do what? Oh, I just want you to know it'd be okay with me if you did that. Well, that's really nice that you told me it would be okay, but I'm your parent. And I'll take you out when I get ready. So listen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God my kids aren't scarred. They had a great mama, okay? But I mean, you know, I mean, and I, I thought they were great kids. I still think they're great kids, but hey, I wasn't a great kid. If my daddy was living, he'd come here on this stage. He'd be going, hey, bad boy. I mean, you know, I mean, I miss him, but I'm glad he don't get to come here on the stage and get his time. You know what I'm saying? That would just be, that would just be horrible. All right, fourth, unwillingness to give. That's one that blocks out your prayer life. The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. But the Lord loves a giver. He, the Lord is generous. He gave. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. For whosoever shall believe in him should not perish, but should have everlasting eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. The other night, man, we got to, my wife and I and our friends and saw the Gimlets and folks I knew around the city. We got to go to the Chris Tomlin uh, Christmas concert, the first night of the tour. I tell you, I needed it. I'd been dealing with death and sickness and situations. And I'm like, God, I need some joy in my soul. And I went down there, and I got to tell you, Chris and his team brought it. We have done so much Chris Tomlin music here for the last 20 years. 
And it was a blessing. And it kicked off my Christmas season. And they're ringing in my soul. And let me tell you, if you like the Christmas songs today, next weekend we'll go big time Christmas. How many of you say, yes? Do y'all like Christmas? If you don't, you're the Grinch. Come on, man. I love it. Man, it's the, it, it, I, think it's, uh, I think it was Chris said, hey, it's the only holiday that has its only genre of music. You're impressed. I knew what the word genre meant. I learned it years ago. But here's the deal. I love Christmas. Matter of fact, I'm still pouting. My, my iPod, I told you several weeks ago, died on me. I reset it, and it wouldn't do anything. Another day it came back on because y'all been praying. And I picked it up. I said, I serve a praying church. I picked it up. The apple came on. It powered up. I went, glory to God. I'm getting ready to go walking, and it's Christmas time. Look down there. Nothing. Flip on nothing. 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 3,000 songs. Gone. No Christmas for the pastor. Just bummed me out, man. I'm trying to think. I don't even wear all those computers and CDs and everything when I did all this stuff years ago. I didn't even do it. Somebody else did. I didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, here, here, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Unwillingness to give. God wants us to give. Matter of fact, I want you to look at Proverbs 21.3. No, not 21.13. Uh, 21.13. I want you to hear 21.13. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Friends, this is a command of Jesus. And this is for all the time for Christ followers to be concerned about those that don't have. Christmas seems to even do it in the pagan culture. It certainly ought to light up the church of the living Christ when we go, are there people that have needs? then let us as a body, let us as a family, let us as an individual try to respond to some needs. All I know is there's a lot of joy when you give to somebody else and you give as unto the Lord. My friend called me. I really knew the one that died, but his older brother had already gone off to college. He was some many years older than me, 10 years older, so he was ahead of me. And, he, and I'd done his mom's funeral in 2003. So we had a really great visit the other day, and, and he just said this. He goes, I am so thankful that you would come. Well, folks, I'm like you. I'm busy. But you know what? I needed to slow down and make time for that because that was important. That was a life and death matter. And that was a situation that you want to be at, and sometimes you can't be there, and other people were there. But I'm just telling you, folks, we, we've got to slow down in this season. We'll talk about that one because that'll mess up our prayer life. Look at the fifth one. And, and, and you're saying, Keith, why did you put that on here? I don't even like that. Can we just go to number six? Okay, number six. No, look at five. Unforgiveness. If you want your prayer life to be affected, you've you got to get rid of the sludge. You've got to get rid of the muck. You've got to get rid of sin. You've got to get rid of the harboring bad feelings. And it's the biggest struggle probably for believers and non-believers. In Mark eleven twenty-five. but when you're praying, First, forgive anyone that you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So this morning, if you're saying, well, I'm not doing so bad on this and this and this, but this unforgiveness thing, right now I'm harboring some unforgiveness toward blank. And I don't want you to write it down today. But if you're not careful and you don't do a short account with God, we can all get little things built up and go, I've got some unforgiveness in my heart. And it's toward this person. So I pray as we get ready to start Christmas that somehow this year we'll ask the Lord to cleanse us and make us new and to give us a new heart for that person or that relationship. And, and maybe, maybe, uh, maybe today, this week, you do inventory and just say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me, give me names of people that maybe I've not forgiven or I need to forgive because I want to have freedom in my relationship with you. 
And uh, Lord, in my forgiving, you forgive me. In my forgiving, I've got strong connection with you. You know, I'm thinking about connection a lot lately. It's Christmas. Uh, this afternoon, we're running behind this year. My sweet wife, we've had a lot going on, and she's been just getting it, man. And she's like tearing me up. She's got the house decorated. It's so pretty. And my job's outside, and I'm sucking wind a little bit. And, uh, and, uh, and usually I get it done a lot sooner, but I'm starting. And, and yesterday we had this football game. And golly, I don't even know why I didn't just go out and decorate. That would have been more fun. But I, I put myself through the punishment. So this afternoon i got to finish it. But the other day we were decorating the tree and doing all this stuff and had the tree totally decorated. Man, it was awesome. I mean, it looked beautiful. And, man, Donna knows how to decorate a tree. And we got it all looking good. And then all of a sudden I went and she was doing something. I came back in and she says, did you turn the tree off? I went, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't turn the tree off no lights on the tree we had the main power source went dead and the tree was completely decorated we ain't talking happy here and i'm looking i'm going man i don't know what's going to happen and she got in there because she's smarter than me and she goes no no I, I figured out i can do this she changed it out next thing i know is the trees lit up and the glory of jesus has come you know what i'm saying but you know what it was we, it had a bad connection it didn't work and, and some of you are like, man, that's what I need. i got to go buy new Christmas lights when I leave here. Because in ones last year, they were kind of shortened out or whatever. How many of you ever had Christmas lights that shorted out and you just got frustrated and you didn't go praise you, Jesus? Y'all, y'all don't decorate, do you? Now, if you decorate, you know. Connection is everything when you're into Christmas. When you're into the Father, when you're into being a strong Christian and having powerful prayers that are effective, you got to have connection. So here it is. Look at number six. This is one I just threw in there because I... It's true discord between husband and wife. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Peter says, Husbands, in the same ways be considered as you live with your wives. Treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you as the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers, that your prayers won't be hindered. And, and guys, a lot of times we forget this, but if sometimes when we're clogged, it's because we don't have right relationship with our spouse, with our wife, and, or our wife doesn't have right relationship with us, and it hinders, and it clogs, and it nullifies all our verbal talk to the Father. Somebody's like, man, so go, go get this podcast if somebody needs it. I don't know. I'll probably need it. You'll need it. Lord, I, I want to be effective. I want to pray with power, a connection. There's something about my connection with you, Abba. And my connection with my wife or my husband. There's something about my connection with you, Father, and other people. When I don't have those relationships right, can I just be honest? You're just going through a lot of religious motion, <laughs> commotion. <laughs> it ain't happening. And God wants to make the power of a covenant agreement right and, and to settle our differences and to not... Uh, uh, the old verse over in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 5, he goes, Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer. And you can read all these principles in Peter and through the Word of God. And God's always tying our relationship that he wants us to be right with one another. And then those, that, that prayer power just flows through your life. That prayer life, that, that prayer power flows through your home. You know, submitting one to the other. Look at the seventh one, unbelief. You're saying, well, man, I, really? Yeah, when you've got unbelief, I'm like, first of all, why are you even praying? Like, you don't believe he's going to answer anyway. You're, you're a great doubter. But un, unbelief holds us up, and it stops the prayer in its tracks. And, and people, us, 
me, you, we deal with unbelief on different levels, maybe this morning, and maybe it's a past failure, maybe it's an experience in the past, and it's kind of shaking your belief structure. And I pray by the Spirit of Christ that somehow He would reshape and remold and recast faith in your heart this morning. And you would trust Him again. And trust Him anew. Because as Chris Tomlin sang the other night, the song that I'd found a couple years ago, and we introduced it here one Sunday morning, and two weeks later, because it was recorded by another artist, and we used it here, and everybody fell in love with it. And two weeks later, Chris Tomlin had decided they would take that song, and they took it to the top, and it's probably his number one song now, Good good father every time we sing that song here i get so excited and for for chris to sing that day goes hey this isn't really a christmas song but if i don't sing this song y'all probably burn my bus down and he's right because i was thinking about burning it down if he didn't sing that song no i wouldn't do that man don't don't you love that song don't you love the songs of christmas don't you love the songs of faith the songs that just inspire your faith and cause you to believe some more and if we do assessment there could be some people here today because of your unbelief you've kind of checked out but maybe this christmas god would ignite a new spiritual passion in your heart for prayer that's why i'm doing this series thinking that maybe fear has kind of checked you out in mark eleven twenty-five. and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins and on and on he talks about unbelief and he says get rid of it pray pray through your unbelief pray through your fear and that's a topic I'm not going to preach today, but fear is the great paralyzer. My brother called me last night. And you don't know how big of a thing that is for my brother to call me. He just don't do the telephone. <laughs> he just doesn't. I call him and he won't answer. And I call his son and he goes, yeah, Dad, I just don't like the phone. I said, I know, but I live in Montgomery. Tell him to, an oh, tell him to answer the phone. She said, well, he gets bad calls and he just don't want to, you know, he gets these marketers, so he just don't want to fool it. Like, well, tell him to put the phone next to him. It ain't no big deal. I just want to talk to him. So last night, he called me. And it was awesome. It's my blood brother that I don't ever see, and we just talked. And, of course, I had to ask him, are you afraid? No. I'm okay. I'm at peace. This is bad good news. They found the cancer because I was trying to take care of myself something he didn't do a few years ago and he goes so i went and they found this spot but they go right now we want you to have heart surgery and then you can have radiation and cancer surgery and, and, and in my mind i'm going man that's like two biggies can everybody say two two and he's like no i'm okay i'm at peace and uh, so i i don't know if, if you think about my brother jimmy i sure would appreciate it because i'd just like to see him come through this Number eight, lack of compassion for those in need. Your prayer life's not getting through. How's your compassion factor? Is it high? Some of you have amazing capacities of compassion. I marvel at it because you're so good at loving other people. You're so good at loving your enemies. You're so good at loving the unlovable. You're just so good at loving. God's made you that way. And I wouldn't look or call anybody by name. And some of you know, I'm just not very good at loving very many people. I've been hurt, offended, put down, stomped on. I ain't loving nobody. Like, well, okay, you, you can walk through life with that. But Proverbs 21, 13, we read it a minute ago, but listen again. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. So this Christmas, I'm praying that God give us some fresh compassion for those in need. 
And every one of us will cross the path of somebody here, somebody in our neighborhood, somebody in our workplace, somebody in our community. Somewhere, God's going to put somebody with you that has a need, and you will be able to be compassionate and Christ-like. Every morning on my walk, it's one of my great prayers. Lord Jesus, would you clothe me in compassion and kindness and humility today? For I need somebody to see Jesus. Can I tell you, I don't, I don't do very well sometimes. And I will come back to this verse and I go, Lord, I ask you this morning to clothe me in compassion and kindness and humility. And I was not. Have mercy with me. And then sometimes when I walk in it and I do it right, I know that I've walked in the execution of that prayer that I prayed in faith that morning. Do I have a witness? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever walked into your office, into your school, and you were praying to be compassionate? And you had an unfortunate situation, and you you're not very compassionate. And it was just hard. And people are like, wow, man, I, I wish you would pray that prayer. <laughs> you know, making a, a, a habit. Wrong motives here. So here it is. Number eight, lack of compassion. But I want you to see this with me. Number nine, lack of faith. If your prayers aren't getting through, you got a prayer blocker, could be you just have some unbelief you have doubt great doubt but unbelief you, and here there's just a lack of faith it's 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 just not there it's just not very strong you you struggle with doubt you're not praying the promises of god in james uh one he just says but when you ask him be sure that your faith is in god and in god alone and do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind one translation says to and fro. And should such people, should they expect to receive anything from the Lord? Certainly not. Because their faith is just not there. So this morning, I'm asking you, what are you praying for by faith? The evidence of things unseen, you're trusting God for the unseen, for the eternal. You're trusting God for the greater work and you're believing. Are you praying those kind of prayers, church? Church, let me ask again. Are you praying any prayers that are faith-based, that they're risky, and you're going for it? I hope you are. Those are the faiths that, that, those are the prayers that honor God. He's a rewarder of those who seek His face and those that have faith. Lord, I must ask in faith without doubting because if I don't ask in faith and I doubt, then why even lift up my petition? I'm just wasting my time and his. But Lord, today in faith, I'm going to believe you for the impossible. I'm going to think of the, the, that situation that, Lord, I need you to come to bear. And I believe you want to. I believe you're a great God. You know, this season, you know, it's, it's filled with song and meals and tinsel and greenery in niceness, in naughtiness, in selfishness, in graciousness, and just the songs that fill the culture. Here on December 10th, our kids are going to come on the stage and they're just going to sing their little hearts out. And then the worship team's going to do an abbreviated night of, of some worship of Christmas with us. And we'll have a wonderful meal. I, I hope you'll come December the 10th. I just want to put a plug in. And we'll wait for him to respond. 
So lack of compassion, lack of faith, and do number 10 with me. Busyness. Have you ever said this? Someday, I will pray. Someday, I'm going to start reading my Bible. Someday, I'm going to join small group. That's for you that don't come to small group in a hard, or being a little hard-headed. Someday, I'm going to serve the kingdom. Someday, I'm going to commit my life totally to Christ. Someday. Busyness. It's Satan's greatest trick, his greatest deception to pull us away. You're saying, Keith, I'm, I'm in Christ. Amen. I'm a solid believer. Praise the Lord. Your pastor wants to hear that. But you go, I am busy. You know, I think about how many times we're just too busy for God and we leave him out and we're not his workmanship as he tells us. And then sometimes we're just so busy doing the works of God that we're not with God. As a pastor, i got to tell you, it's easy, man. I, I've done so much religious activity for 35 years as a pastor. It's easy to get up to the wall and to work and do those things. But then like, but God, why do I do this? Oh, it's for your glory. It's for your honor. It's because you've wired me, because I'm your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. And that's the, the goal of a Christian, that we walk after Christ and, and we follow him. And we go, Lord... I don't want to be so busy that I'm just making a living, but I'm not making a life. And I'm not letting Christ conform me and shape me and build me and mold me and transform me with his character. Man, that's what I want. I want the pleasure of Christ. Guys, I've, I've just been thinking about this a lot lately, how easy it is just to get so caught up in the pleasures. I know it is for me to neglect God and to get into a rut. I'm going to close with this this morning. Getting into a rut. Someday, Lord, I'm going to pray, but here's what I've learned. Prayer's never easy. Prayer's never been easy, and prayer never will be easy because it dethrones self. So my word would be remember prayer. After this series, maybe in a new way, new depth, maybe new conviction, you go, God, I want to remember prayer to be my first option. I want to run to you, and I want to have the heart of prayer, and I want to trust you. Secondly, God, renew the desire within my heart to pray with passion. My prayer is that every one of you would begin to be the people of prayer that God wants us to be and that you'd be so quick in a situation you'd go, can we stop? Let's pray. Man, I, I'm, a, I'm a spiritual leader and so many times I forget this and I'm running on because I got an agenda and then sometimes I'll listen to those sweet promptings of the Holy Spirit and I go, let's stop. Let's pray. Let's ask God what he wants. Let's ask him to come. Lord, come. Show us what you want. Show us how to grind it out. Third, you're in a rut. Pray your way out of it. I mean, you're saying, well, Keith, that, that's kind of simple. Well, it is. But if I'm in a rut, I just, I, I just got to tap into him and say, God, I want to pray the scriptures. I want to pray through this. I want to get over it. And look right there in the middle of your worship God with me. There's a box. Take a hard look at these 10 prayer blockers. blockers. And just think about it like, hey, and you might even circle the ones that you're struggling with. Not now, because somebody look over and go, oh, you're struggling with that? Here, let me circle a few more for you. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how people want to help you with your sin? Here, look, you only listed four. Uh, right now I'm at nine, I could go ten, okay? No, you, you just, you make this your assessment later. Would that be okay? Between you and Jesus? And say, Lord, shape me. Lord, make me what you want me to do. 
Lord, I want to grow in my understanding of prayer. So your prayer life's blocked, I don't know. And you know what I did? I never do this, but for some reason, Cheryl's always encouraged me. She goes, you remember when you wrote Neology? I go, yeah, because <laughs> she, she typed it all. She remembers it. Many, many. I had all these handwritten manuscripts, and she didn't even quit after we finished the book. It was amazing. But she gets to where she goes on Facebook, I find out, and she quotes it. She goes, it's a lot better in 2017 than it was in 2010. And I'm like, well, that's cool. But here's the thing. So, I, so I've written extensively on prayer. I preach on prayer. I try to model prayer. I love prayer. But I don't usually write out prayers for y'all. I'm just like, man, I just want to pray it from the heart. But somehow, some reason, somebody wanted this. You came out of the Episcopal Church, I don't know, or the Catholic Church, and you wanted more ritual. So I, I put a prayer in here. And you're like, good. That's the only one I'm going to pray. Okay. So here it is. Teach me to pray without ceasing. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And to clearly discern the promptings of the Spirit to my heart and mind. Enable me to eliminate the blocks in our fellowship and help me to forgive quickly. Engrave your word on my heart so I will never forget it. I thank you for the grace. Lead me in your everlasting way. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's my benediction for you right now. That's just a little prayer for you. Put it on your refrigerator and go, you know what, we're praying that with Pastor Keith. Or we're praying that because Jesus wants my heart. Right now, we're going to do something we haven't done in a long time, but I thought it's kicking off the season, so we're going to do it. I want you to stand to your feet. Can you stand with me? Well, I'm not asking. Stand. Okay. And we're going to sing a great song. I love this song. I love all the songs. Well, I don't love all of them. I love most of the songs of Christmas. It's called The First Noel. So let's sing this song, and when we finish... Let's go through the doors, and Bob and Michelle will smile, and they will give you a card for an invite to invite somebody back to our church. Hey, let's sing to the Lord.